0: Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milburgers Landscaping and Nursery. On 930
1: AM, The Answer. Ready? <laughs>
2: south texas on 9 30 a.m the answer milton glick along with dr jerry parsons there we go dr calvin finch and we hope your calls and your questions at 210-308-8867 calvin's answering a question off the air which is just a chance to remind you that you uh, if you want to come up but don't want to be on the air we may not be able to get to you immediately but we'll we'll work uh, maybe when a break comes or just try to get you on as soon as we can to uh, you don't have to come on the air
3: yeah, I mean, I Melvin, you have. Uh, I have mellowed out.
2: You mellowed
3: your stance on that. Yes, I. Th- you used to try
2: to get people to come. I did. On now that. I just want people to be helped. Uh- <laughs> that's, that's all I care about is helping people. But I uh,
3: think that woman I, that you ran out of the nursery crying. Yeah, but, I think she may that's have. I yes, uh, many years ago, right? Yeah. But uh, that was funny.
2: Now, now you haven't run anybody off. Calvin has. I have. We need you to... uh, Of of the
3: two... They gave Calvin the signal.
2: Yes, Uh, they they did. (laughs) I wanted to get a picture of that. Calvin likes birds, and apparently they like giving Calvin the bird. There you go. All right. <laughs> he did nothing wrong, folks. That made my day. He, uh, he the, the person was very upset about something else, and Calvin's trying to help. It didn't help. You've probably been there. He deserved it. No, he didn't. Yes, no, he, did. he didn't. He was trying to point. Anyway, we're not going to get into it. 210-308-8867. I watched it yesterday. It happened. So was it like watching the royal wedding? Yeah. Or was it? You were yeah. watching it on TV. You said? Yeah.
3: yeah. My my. I tried to get it on the computer, but my computer runs slow. Oh. Uh, But uh, by the time I had worked out the problem, my son Jeremy had it showing on the big screen TV. Very cool. And uh, he had some kind of device he could hook up to it to make the sound louder, so I could hear it. Okay. You know, they, when, when you're losing your hearing, a lot of times you have the TV going pretty loud. Yeah. And that's the way I always have it. So uh, he hooked it up so I could hear it. Uh, it was very nice. It lasted an hour. All right. From three to four. Yeah. Hey, hey, Calvin. Uh-huh. That's the one lady that reads your column every week. Yeah, you're a celebrity,
1: Alan.
3: Uh- <laughs> Alan Nixon. We knew there was somebody out there reading that.
2: yeah. All right. Very cool.
1: All right. Two. Yes. Anyway, hey, anyway, David, David, Try to
2: read it, Jerry. Oh man. we're, we're, we're not going to put Calvin and his insults on the air. I know. It might explain a lot. <laughs> the. Uh, that's why I said he deserved it. No, in this case, he didn't. I don't know. How uh, Calvin. <laughs> Calvin, when. Yeah, I'll explain it later.
3: Yeah, anyway, I watched your boy get married yesterday, David Rodriguez. Did he cry? No, I How don't know. You? I couldn't see. They had the camera set up in the back of the church. It was a beautiful church, and uh, I could see him up there. He was
2: probably sweating. Yeah, come. Throat. Yeah, I would. Come
3: I was. Us, I would Wish I. I wish I could have told him not to kneel. You know. Why? Because he was so little.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, stop picking on David. He
3: could stand up and uh, let the let the girl, let the
2: wife uh, I, kneel. I think I think that defeats the purpose of the kneeling. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, when he, well, I see the joke would have been. And then when he stood up, I kept saying, why is David continuing to kneel? Uh. (laughs) That would have worked out. All right. We got Trace
4: with us. All right. What's going on, Trace? So she is like a foot taller than he is, right? Yeah. 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 She's a little taller. Wow.
3: Like Jerry said, everybody is. Uh,
2: <laughs> Stop so, picking
3: uh, up
4: poor David. He's so,
3: probably on the he's probably not listening. Yeah, he's, not, he's, he's, not, not, oh, he's not listening. Oh, that's a good point.
4: <laughs> so uh, yeah, they, it worked but, out real good. Yeah, so they, they didn't give him a soapbox to stand on.
3: No, no. <laughs> Y'all are just mean. I was just, <laughs> I would just wanting to. Uh, it's just in
4: case he's listening.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just wanting to text him to to uh, not kneel. You know, that's what I was talking about. Anyway. The
2: problem uh, with kneeling is not the kneeling, it's the getting up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh,
5: uh, it, uh, he's not that old, though. No. Oh, okay. Then David, yeah, Dan, David can get up
3: and, yeah, well, no, no. He's had, he's uh, had problems. That's yeah. right. That he limp he's never deals with. <laughs> they, uh, I was kind of disappointed in the kiss at the end of the serve or end oh. of the ceremony. So, yeah, I that? mean it, it was
4: a peck. It was. I'm sure know,
5: smooth. I'm sure Jerry is an expert on that.
4: Yeah. He, oh yeah. He's saving the best for later. Uh, <laughs> wow, nice.
2: So did you did you take go to Facebook as as it was going on? Oh, come on, kiss <laughs> her now, will
1: you?
2: <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't Facebook back
3: and forth. Okay. But uh, it was a nice wedding and. I'm proud of Jared, David, and his new little wife. Good. Uh, well, Tracy, tra- tra- as I was walking up here, I look—you've uh, got a really good stock of uh, tangerine beauty crossvine. Yes, we do. On the left of the well, sidewalk, down there, And And um, it's
4: about time for a second wave of blooms.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know where that came from?
4: I'm sure you're gonna let me know. <laughs>
3: Uh, that's a Paul Cox plant. Paul. Oh, really? Paul Cox found that off of uh, North New Braunfels near the Botanical Garden. Oh, okay. We drove by it for years, talking about what a spectacular, beautiful thing it was. And uh, finally, Paul, I think, took one of the uh, commercial nursery pr- produce uh, propagators out there, and they got some cuttings from the lady. The lady gave him some cuttings. And uh, it was named Tangerine Beauty. It is a pretty thing. Yes.
2: Where is it now? I want to go see it. Not it, this moment,
3: but. <laughs> it's down, going down toward your car, toward okay. your truck on the right. Well, there's Is, flat? is okay. it blooming now? No. Is it hard to miss? No, no, no it's okay. not
2: blooming.
5: Okay. Everyone you see uh, practically is uh, tangerine beauty
4: now.
2: Yeah. Okay. Is <laughs> yeah. that the one that will climb up uh, telephone
4: poles? Oh no. Well, no, it, it could it, do that, but that's you're yeah. seeing uh, trumpet vine. It oh, okay. is uh,
5: <laughs> tangerine beauty. Jerry and I talk about the the two what uh, tangerine beauty, uh, the cross the vine, vine and then the other uh, the butterfly vine. Is yeah. The, the two the one problem with the the crossvine is that uh, the deer will eat it. Yeah. Oh. but uh, it's pretty spectacular, and it's aggressive enough to cover and to make a screen, but doesn't take over the whole neighborhood.
4: Yeah. I, I like the color changes to during the winter. Oh, really? The, the foliage gets like a yeah, uh, you're right. Unfortunately, yeah. a burgundy hue, but it is yeah. a pretty burgundy hue.
5: Yeah, another it's evergreen. Yeah, it's a nice plant. And that's what? the that's generally if you got crossvine, that's generally the. The plant, the, the, the blooms are where you first see the hummingbirds for the year.
2: Yeah, that's true. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. the hummingbird. love it. love it, yeah. You'll have to show it to me on the way out. Okay. Um, speaking of beautiful plants, <laughs> yesterday there were these beautiful, orange, brilliant flowered plants. The
4: chrysandras.
2: Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, well, I have one then. Yes, you do. Oh, good. Okay. Wow, they, <laughs> look, they look a lot yeah. nicer than
4: What mine. was it? Chrysandra.
5: Cassandra. Yeah.
4: Cassandra.
2: I'll have to take a picture and so say. For instead.
4: years, that was actually sold as a house plant or a floral grade plant. Yeah. Uh, it's become much more popular to to be outside now. Still can't take cold, but uh, it's a very uh, very forgiving UT orange color.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful, and there were lots of pretty blooms. I mean, it was uh, brilliant yellow, kind of between mm-hmm. a Tennessee yellow. I'm sorry, orange. Orange. T- between a Tennessee <laughs> and a UT.
4: I was thinking, what, what college did he go yeah, to? Yeah, I
2: don't know. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was really pretty. And Laura has saved the one. We kept the one. I kept insisting, no, this is a house plant. And finally, Laura, when I wasn't paying attention, said, it's going to not be a house plant anymore. And uh, it's doing well outside. It's blooming. And so I'll, I'll send you a picture. It does not look as good. I hope Laura isn't listening.
4: So you need to buy this one and go sneak it home and, and change go. it out.
2: Laura, you're a genius. Look how beautiful this thing is now. Yeah. Okay. Switch it out. Uh, yeah, those are pretty.
4: That's actually a very common thing to do. Really? You, oh, yeah. Pe- neighbors that are, that compete over vegetables, for example, I've seen them buy six-packs. A couple weeks later, come by gallons, that they're going to yank their six-packs out <laughs> put a gallon in. So be, oh, my god So it will be that much further ahead of their neighbor. Well,
5: Mel Quede. We do that with uh, milkweed and for... Are there,
2: are there milkweed competitions?
5: No. Well, fo- folks like to have milkweed available in bloom oh, okay. for the, when the monarchs get here. But sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate. So uh, this year, a lot of people bought their milkweed uh, to fill the gap.
4: And there's some of mine are blooming.
5: Yeah, I see. Uh, they were all, And they're
4: on sale. And, yeah. the, fo- mm-hmm. and the
5: folks are sort of going through them, too, this morning.
4: Have you all
2: calculated the uh, results from the blood drive?
4: Uh, she told me. Uh, okay. Give me, give me, well, I know the total total was like seventy.
2: Oh, that's great. That's much more than I think their goal was fifty.
4: Their goal was fifty, but I think they had ninety-seven actually signed up. So.
2: That's still they. Well, and you were they. I uh, think I'm sure they were telling you this. They were anticipating losing half of that. Yep. So the fact that they only lost thirty uh, percent
4: is really good. Yeah, that's yeah. They they were happy. I bet. Good good deal.
2: And did we get any more glasses from the? Uh,
4: uh, he, he gave me a total two, but I don't, I don't okay. remember what it was. Well, and that's ongoing. And so yeah, we're, Wilbur- we're still uh, taking them. So, yeah. if you got those glasses in a drawer that you haven't used in years? Let's uh, let's put them to good use. Dr- bring them by, drop them off, and uh, we'll find somebody that needs a pair. Yeah. And
5: uh, yeah, do do like I did, and just have a little sack there. As you go through your business and your office and things, you find these pairs of glasses. Put them all in the same place so that next time you come to Millburgers, you can just drop them off.
2: Yeah, it's really easy, and it can make a big difference for someone uh, if they can't afford them. He was talking about too with some of the COVID situations and people that were being let go needed glasses still, and they they weren't on insurance. So um,
4: yeah, that's that's helpful. I was I was yeah.
2: thinking Calvin might need
3: some of those.
2: Wow, Calvin's got some Calvin's for I mean, the cool shit. Calvin's wearing dark
3: glasses. Calvin wearing dark glasses. Are those
4: prescription?
2: There.
5: Oh,
3: absolutely. Uh,
4: so they look <laughs> pretty cool. You know what I thought when I first saw them, right? What? Roy Orbison. Oh, no, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh,
5: and I was thinking I look so much like uh, Robert
3: Redford.
2: Oh, there.
3: Lord. Yeah.
2: So no, more, more Roy Orbison <laughs> than Robert Redford.
3: I see you've got uh, quite a few Vincas out there, Periwinkle.
4: Yes, and most are Cora, and yeah. some are Cora XDR. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, are you gonna get some more? You know, last week I checked with the supplier, and they were didn't have any available. But uh, I think they got some available this week.
4: Well, I I pulled some strings. I think. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We'll find out. I I pre I don't want to say pre-book pre-ordered a week in advance. I told one of our suppliers, I said, Look, I need 200 flats. I don't care what color. Holy smokes! Wow! And so we should have some more cores. Two hundred flats. What well, sure. That's a lot. I went to um,
2: uh, Palapas, Las Palapas, uh, their drive-through on uh, on West Avenue, and they've got it decorated with the uh, with the Vincas and it's gorgeous. I mean, it oh, is yeah. it is spectacular. They've got a uh, I, they had the pink, and that's how I knew it. But they had a white too, no center, no color center, just white. Is that is that probably Cora or no? Well. It could. It can be. It could Cora, be. Yeah. Cora is also. There is a what?
4: white with a yellow dot in the center. So from okay. a distance, it's going to look all white.
2: Okay, and it was brilliant. I mean, it was. Well,
5: Cora, uh, Cora gives you so much fle-
3: more flexibility.
4: Oh yeah, right? it's like they keep adding. They keep adding more yeah. more colors. I mean, cranberry. I think this is the first year that they had Cora cranberry.
3: <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I was looking at. At the cars, you are the Vinca that you got out here, and the one that sh- sh- uh, stands out on that bench is uh, the one that's deep red with a white center. That's pretty right there. You can see it, see it yeah. from a distance.
4: You can see it from here. Yeah. I can see it in the reflection in the window. Button. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's pretty good.
3: But anyway, anyway that's, and the ne- neat thing about Vinca, periwinkle, is that. It keeps getting better. I mean, you plant it out. It's, go, it's supposed to be uh, several days over 100 degrees today, uh, this week. So uh, you, it'll, it'll take that. In other words, uh, one, and once it's established, it's drought tolerant. And uh, as well as uh, uh, it keeps on blooming.
4: I had a young lady also, in earlier. All, all till the fall. I had a young lady in earlier that... Uh, Brought me some vinca. Uh oh. I had to ask where she, where she bought them. It wasn't here. <laughs> um, so I already knew my answer. Uh-oh. They weren't Cora's. Yeah. And guess what they had? They did. Something fierce. <laughs> mm. And she wanted to plant more. I thought, well, you gotta get rid of all those. And uh, yeah. And then I told her to look for the ones that say Cora XDR out here and yeah. try those. Yeah. But, but the ones in her pots were all doing okay. Said, yeah. the ones in the ground. That, that well, are, that's, that's part of traumatic.
5: that is the drainage. Yeah. Well, that,
4: yeah. and I'm sure she was more careful in watering the soil right. of the pot yeah. than she was getting water on the foliage. Absolutely. Uh, the well, ground.
5: even even a, even coras, if you keep that, <laughs> if the so, soil is not well drained, it gets stays soggy. They'll they'll have a problem. Just yeah.
3: One of one of the uh, remedies that we wrote. Uh, a long time ago before Cora was uh, use, of, use of mulch and uh, a- A&M had some uh, test plots out and the ones that were mulched uh, didn't have as much aerophotophora as the ones that were displashed mm-hmm. do you
4: think that's because the water didn't splash back up on the yeah, yeah, okay.
3: yeah. so uh, this, but yeah uh, Cora gives you a little advantage, and especially this new uh, Cora. Is that on the label? Yep. Does it say Cora whatever? Cora
4: blah 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 XDR. Or Cora XDR blah blah blah.
2: Okay, okay. That's good. Hey, you didn't talk yesterday, too. Do you still (laughs) have the... uh, Probably. The 70s?
4: Oh, Yes. Okay. Yeah, we went through three pallets yesterday. Wow. Uh, so
3: uh, <laughs> yeah, people were buying yeah, those. We, we
4: still got people were taking them by the armful. Uh, I was going to say is. handful, but that's only two or three. People were taking them by the armful. <laughs> what is that? The, yeah, uh, so the Job's play? Tree Spikes. No, nope, The Job's Tree Spikes.
2: Oh, oh. Yeah, the okay. price from the seventies, a dollar eighty-eight for the nine pack. Oh, okay. regularly ten ninety-nine. So that's pennies on the dollar. It literally, is literally, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I know you worked hard to get those and hmm. uh, so that's I'm glad so we still have enough to people to they hurry in today. Uh,
4: today, there should be enough for today and tomorrow um, and then they'll go back off sale. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't think there'll be enough around to do it again.
2: All right. And they're tree spikes, right? They yeah.
4: are. But the, the I mean plants can't read, so it, it could be for shrubs and okay. uh, any, anything that that ratio would be good for.
2: What's the ratio? What does it say? Uh, it doesn't say.
4: I don't remember. It's, it was a no. high ni- higher nitrogen than anything else. Oh, okay.
3: And uh, I've been seeing people walk out. Uh, well, you were talking to a, a bunch down the hill there when I walked up, uh, buying these crepe myrtles, and uh, they they're loving the the white what, that died with, with the, the red leaves. Yes, it's,
4: that's one. that one and the. The burgundy leaf with the pink bloom are the are seem to be the ones that are
3: Yeah, those
4: going out they're the, attractive. The, the white definitely a great contrast to the color in the leaf and the pink stood out too. Not, yeah. not as much as the white.
3: I think she had both of us. And they're on sale. They are? Mm-hmm. Three uh, three and five number, uh regularly twenty four ninety nine. Uh on sale for eighteen eighty eight. That's a pretty good deal. And uh, most of them are in bloom.
4: Uh, most, of, most of the dark leaf ones are blooming. Yeah. The other ones are seem to be about a week or two behind.
2: Okay. Um, something blooming here and around town and on sale is the Vitex. Yes. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, it looks beautiful around town. And if, if you own a Vitex already, I encourage you to go out and start cutting the dead seed pods off. Uh, that'll extend your blooming cycle considerably, kind of like crape myrtles do.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's
2: right. Yeah, I remember Jerry. Jerry was. I remember when Jerry first started talking about that. Was we want you to try something?
3: Tell, <laughs> tell people to cut them down to the ground.
2: Well, <laughs> no. Uh, nobody, did nobody that. did that. No, but you. Yeah, I remember you telling people as an experiment to yeah. cut the seed pods and see what happens. We yeah, do,
4: we do still have a handful of those Vitex that have the the purple leaf as well. Oh,
2: really? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Jerry, you want to tell us what they're on sale for?
4: But that, uh, one, that one's not on sale. Oh, it's not on sale. Oh, no, I thought. No, the regular one is. Oh, the, the Vitek, okay. Yeah, purple the regular purple leaf one is The purple leaf.
3: Three gallon of the regular Vitek. Number three. It's a superstar. Okay. Three gallons regularly at 24 on sale for eighteen
2: eighty eight. That's a nice big size. and.
3: Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's plenty big. And, Very cool. Uh, <laughs> I got my, my favorite gold star Esperanza on There's a whole sea of
4: them over there.
3: And they're, oh, I see people walking by with them. I always ask Milton, so what kind of, What variety is that? So it's Milton. a half, half
4: a sea over there, yeah.
3: is what you're telling <laughs> mm-hmm. And wow. the, they're, uh, they're full of blooms. That's the way you can tell that they're uh, they a gold star. And uh, Neil Ferrer now is. When he recommends uh, Esperanza he always says gold star Esperanza.
4: so does he not like the new varieties? Uh,
3: no <laughs> Well it I, took, I, him, it took him
5: 15 years to start recommending gold yeah, star.
3: yeah it took us we had to work him over several times so <laughs> He had uh, he had people calling in uh, riding in for the because they had a Esperanza and it either wouldn't bloom. Or didn't bloom till fall.
5: On to way up there on top?
3: Yeah, way up there on top. And, and Neil would always tell him, well, it uh, could have been the winter, the cold winter that we had to kill the blooms, which is wrong. Which, And then he would say, you uh, got in too he, much shade.
4: He can't be wrong, can he?
3: Yes. <laughs> you got too much. Jerry you likes to point too, that out
4: every week.
3: <laughs> you got them in too much shade, or uh, you know, come I'm, up, try to come up with an excuse.
4: I've heard you give him credit sometimes. Sometimes he does,
3: oh, yeah. yeah, big time.
5: Have if we got uh, Duranta and uh, Thryallis, I noticed both of them uh, out do. there are blooming up a storm. We do too. have
4: some Duranta and a small dab of Thryallis, with a bunch more Thryallis coming in on uh, Tuesday. Oh cool. Not telling you why. Okay.
2: <laughs> and no one else is blooming out there. Sanisa. No oh, rains are coming.
4: It is? Yeah, right uh, so where, where
2: we turn in, that's Sanisa's full those, bloom. Uh,
4: those Lynn's legacies are over there Color. Oh,
2: see? They know. They know something that no. the uh, weather people don't the know. Yeah, they're,
5: there, they're not just uh, blooming from the rains we've already had, Milton.
4: We've
2: explained that to you, Calvin. You refuse, yeah. you refuse know, to believe. I know, but the, uh, <laughs> but some
5: of the other people that we've talked to in your presence have disputed your claim.
2: I'm still
4: a believer. No. <laughs> the only thing over there that's even more beautiful than the siniso blooming yeah. is that... That red yucca called Brake Lights.
2: Oh, yeah. You were talking about that last week.
4: And it, it literally is a show-stopping red.
3: Yeah, that's, that's brand new. Like, I don't know, been on the market two, two or three day, years?
4: Two, three years, I think. Maybe four.
3: Four? Okay.
4: But it was it was in all kinds of landscape architects' diagrams long before we could ever get any.
3: Oh, is uh, that right? Yep. Oops. Yeah, it's, uh, I like the name. Uh, uh, that, it, it does... Stop! Stop the traffic,
4: so to speak.
5: If you can find it, huh? Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. We got a hundred of them in. So yeah, so we know where to find them. That's now. a few weeks' supply, I think.
5: Do You remember when Doctor uh, George Wexler uh, called called me in, Jerry? Because
4: I remember, <laughs> which time? Uh, uh, yeah.
5: Only, one, only once it was a uh, negative thing, because I had uh, promoted. I don't even remember what I promoted, and he uh, was. Uh, He's talking about how you know that was a good story and this that's a good plant and everything, but the plan the problem is I don't want you writing about anything that we can't get. No. <laughs> In fact, Jerry went with me. He didn't didn't oh. warn
2: me what was going on. Oh, and, and he knew.
4: He, I guarantee Jerry knew what the conversation oh, yeah. was going to go.
2: All right, so you you want to talk about the plant? plant. Of the, the weekend. weekend.
4: weekend. Oh no. Oh good.
3: I mean that guy's right on the money, isn't
2: means- he? Yeah. Yeah. Al knows what he's doing, don't matter. <laughs> Alright, we had to go Oh Oh yeah, that Got was it the over the there. Southern Living. I, Snowy something.
4: I think the girls took it down to water it.
2: No. Snow, <laughs> Snow Joey, Joey Snow.
4: Yep, hold on. Yep. Uh, Snow Joey. Snow Joey, okay. And it's a viburnum and it has a an unusual leaf character. Uh, still should bloom white. And it had a neat height. So, you know, a lot of the viburnums get really big or stay really small. This one was a 6 to 8 foot tall grower and 4 to 6 wide. Uh, but the striking thing to me is the leaf. It doesn't look like any of the other viburnums.
2: Yeah. And I encourage people to, to look for Snow Joey. It's 29 99 Yeah. And you'll see it online. And there were... Enough that you might want to call in if you like the picture. And you yeah, can, there
4: was only twenty yesterday, so I'm not sure what's yeah. Right there now. So if
2: you want, you can call two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero, and they'll just set it aside for you.
4: Don't ask for twenty one.
2: Don't ask for no. <laughs> just no less than yeah. So hopefully, uh, well anyway, just well, they'll they'll tell you how many they have. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, go look at the picture. It really, it looks like snow. It's cool. Uh, the or. It's a very good photographer, but it's really an interesting
4: looking plant.
3: Yeah, so it would, it's it's gonna it's not gonna be used for a screen. So it's gonna be used as a kind of a hedge
4: border. Point. Yeah, border. Can, oh yeah. So it only
3: gets five to six feet. Past. Eight feet,
4: up six to eight. So oh, six. To so eight. it's So It could get tall enough to be a, a decent screen. Yeah, oh most, most fences are only six. Yeah, that
5: bloomed. Yeah. All those, wow. those viburnums, you don't really make a headshot of them. You make you kind of. Have a specimen plant and plant them close enough that they're they fill gap and they're they're so they're so dense with the foliage. Yeah, I think they do a good job though, but it look, it look, it look has a different look than a hedge. Right, check out
2: Snow Joey Viburnum online. I'm making Al nervous. We've got to take a break. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Milburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Milburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Bulvarde Road Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Back after this on 9 30 AM, the answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milburger's Landscape Nursery at sixteen oh four on Boulevardie Road, and I want to tell you what's going on at Milburgers this Saturday. We're gonna have some great great events this Saturday at Millburgers, including a blood drive from 10 to 2, and the Lions Club free kid's sight vision screening at Millburgers from 9 to 2. I want to encourage you to go to the website, millburgernursery.com, to find out how you register and get an appointment for these great, great nonprofits that make a big difference in San Antonio. Right now, blood is in extremely short supply, and when you go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, you can find out how you can donate at Millburgers. They've got nice gifts for you just for going through the process. And, uh, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has some great uh, gifts for you as well. And this week at Millburgers, you're going to find savings on butterfly weed and pentas, lantana, vitex, gold star esperanza, crepe myrtles, oleanders on sale. Wow! And much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road.
6: You could never keep them happy down on the farm after they take Berlin
1: be a hot time in the town of Berlin when the Yanks go marching in. I want to be their boy, Spend some joy when they
0: take over Berlin. And may I join you? will be a hot and time a
2: welcome back to in Milburg, the town Sparrow, of Berlin, in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. i answer 210 308 8867, the, the uh, Salvation. Al's still celebrating the uh, anniversary, 76, I think we figured out, of uh, the invasion of Normandy. Uh, And so uh, music from 1944 is what he's playing. But um, uh, Salvation Army, uh, that commercial reminded me, I just want to take a second. Uh, If you do social media, you might be kind of uh, uh, beat up with uh, things going back and forth. I know a lot of people have said that they kind of find it depressing and... uh, Uh, In fact, they're getting off of it. But I I want to encourage you, if you want some good news, uh, go to the Salvation Army site. And if you want to see some incredible things that are being done in San Antonio by the uh, San Antonio Metropolitan Salvation Army, I think you'll be inspired by the work that's being done and all the uh, help that they're giving uh, out. Uh, A terrific organization and on the ground, literally like an army, uh, helping those in need in San Antonio. So uh, go check it out. And uh, your donation, if you... If you again, I wrote the script for that, so if you wanted to know, kind of, what could you what could you do, that would be a good way to do it, just to, to make a donation and let them, uh, they've got the boots on the ground, you can always volunteer, uh, but uh, you know that your money's going to be well spent uh, helping those in San Antonio in need. Alright, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and Richard is on the line. Hey, Richard, how are you doing? Yes,
7: yeah, got a question. I went to the store and got myself some Trimec crabgrass and lawn weed killer, and the instructions read not to apply above 85 degrees. And my question is, can I spray it early in the morning, or will I have to wait till fall so we don't do not exceed those temperatures?
5: Um, I think I, I think you can spray it in the morning, but your performance in that kind of weather will not be as good as it would be. When it's uh, you, when you got several days in a row, but I've I've gone ahead. Which Which, which what is the chemical? Try tri- is the brand name. Trimec, Yeah. Trimec. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That it'll work. It just may be slower. Okay. And the question is, uh, should
7: I let the crabgrass get to what height to get maximum coverage?
5: I I don't think I'd wait.
3: You're uh, talking about before he sprays, I guess. Yeah. The
5: only. Uh, I wouldn't cut it and then spray, but uh, it always seems more effective to me if you get you get uh, young plants, spray young plants. You don't want yeah, you don't want mature plants that are showing seed already.
3: Yeah, you want
2: them actively growing. Yeah.
6: Okay then. Thank you much. Thank right, you
2: good for calling. Thanks, Richard. All right, that'll free up a line at 308 two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Jerry was giving me a hard time, Calvin, but. Uh, you were answering some people's questions off the air when we started the show. Do you remember what they were talking about? Um I was I was he was giving me a hard time because I said that people didn't have to be on the air if they didn't want to.
5: Oh, they were uh oh they were talking about uh that one irises. Guy. Some of the some, oh. of, some of the lilies and irises. Yeah,
3: okay. Yeah, had pods on them. Yeah,
5: it? yeah, and that was that was an easy question. They cut those off. But he was he had some uh Browning on the leaves on an iris? Uh, no, this was the the, the lily. Oh, okay. The lily. And uh, I said, well, it's be- uh, you you can cu- you can kind of cut a piece little pieces out of there, but it's best if you leave the foliage as long as it's green. Yeah. And he his contention was that it stays green all the time, which some plants <laughs> it is, some plants it is, and he had cut it back last year. And I asked him, "Well, what kind of bloom performance did he have?" They said, None. Not like, no. not like previous years. Yeah. Yeah. So you you can you can manage those. You're not going to kill them, but you can sh- certainly affect the the bloom. And uh, anytime they got green foliage, you're affecting the bloom. And and the timing is always really important. Yeah.
3: Too. And what kind of plant was it? It was well, what? there was there was a whole list of plants. Oh, okay.
5: But then, then he got into that uh, that beautiful little iris uh, okay. that grows near the edge of the in the water. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one. And uh, he was worried about could he, because they they spread. Oh, yeah. So he could. I know. I know. We take a whole bunch of them out. And, give them to somebody else oh around. yeah uh,
3: Dr. Eikens, uh who's passed away now but uh, used to grow and sell water lilies he had uh, a, gra- a big lake up near Bandera and uh, he had that thing lined with uh, Louisiana iron and his idea was to grow them in there and then sell some well eventually pretty quick quickly they grew together. He couldn't tell them apart. So uh, they they do spread quite yeah. a bit if they got, got a good good growing condition. Uh-huh. And they're pretty spectacular. Oh, plants, they're too. pretty, too. Yeah. Louisiana Irish, Milton, growing in water. Can you imagine that? No. Does it like water from Louisiana? No. <laughs> that's, that's odd.
2: Okay. Right. 210-308-8867. 210 308
3: Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. My man Forrest. Yeah. Took, took some. We took some crazy wild questions that we had, and did a good job with
5: them. Oh, good. As here, always.
3: Here, here's one. Uh, here's one that really got to me. <laughs> the question was, if uh, from Seguin. That I have a, a little crepe myrtle bush that looks, looks perfectly healthy, but the leaves have turned from green to bronze. Oh, don't you hate that? <laughs> it has been like that for a couple of months. No leaf loss. Is there something wrong with it? Okay, the uh, crepe myrtle is supposed to, use to lose their leaves in the winter. What do you think Far said on that, Kevin? When
5: was the. When was the. <laughs> they're turning uh, bronze now? It's not one
3: of those varieties that. No, no. Uh-uh.
5: Maybe it's okay. not a
2: crepe myrtle. <laughs> well,
3: Sandy. Here's the answer Sandy, uh-huh. this sounds like your plant is dead. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Forest scratch on the bark to see if there's green underneath. If not, the plant is dead. Oh, so it wasn't just the leaves turning bronze. Oh, uh,
5: they fell. They, they of- turned from green to brown. Bronze. Brown. bronze.
3: Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, I was thinking it was one of those neat varieties no. that get the bronze leaf. <laughs> uh,
3: I, when I first read that, when I first got we got it in. Uh, I was thinking maybe they were talking like uh, uh, iron chlorosis or like yeah, a, lot lyco- of, a lot lyco- of fertilizer. Yeah, a lot of them will do that in that, but that it, soil. But it's been like that a couple of months, and there's no leaf loss. Root. So I think forests maybe root rot may maybe uh, have nailed it. But he gave her a choice, uh, he gave her an opportunity to scratch the bark and see if it's alive for herself. We've got another one, an interesting question uh, about lawns, and it says, Is there anything I should be putting down for chinch bugs, other bugs, or lawn diseases?
5: Well, my column next Saturday. All right. Kind of cover covers that, but uh, but of course now is if you had grubs last year. Now is a good time to put down uh, uh, one one of those soil insecticides, and that will take care of chinch bugs too. But the grubs the grub damage is usually in the yeah. cooler area, and the chinch bug is in bright sun. On a, uh, plant diseases, I think you wait till you see some symptoms
3: there. But uh, that's what Far uh, said. It said Jim, not unless you see obvious damage. But the, uh, now, in other words, don't use insecticide as preventive. Yeah,
5: and la- I don't know, Jerry. Do you disagree with this? I, I think if you got a history of having grubs on your lawn, you know we've always they, people come to us in August and say, "Now I've, I've got grubs, but it's always too late to treat yeah, them." Yeah, yeah. So we, generally, I tell them, "Well, next early June next year, treat them because that's when they're actively feeding, and that's the only way you're going to uh, stop
3: them." And they're smaller. Em. Yeah, they're smaller, and you can kill them smaller. Yeah. And so, uh, they make several products for that uh, bear. Bad one, like the aspirin bear. and fertilome used to have one. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, as far as it says not unless you see the obvious damage. But like you say, sometimes you don't see the damage until fall. They're they uh they're the June bug. They're the larvae of the June bug. If people recognize the June bug. But I, I have been told that most of the June bugs that we see are males. They have different sexes. And uh, most of them are male. And the female stays they're attracted to the lights, of course, because you see them flying or attracted to the light. But uh, they usually breed and go back into the ground. So that's what I've been told. Uh, then somebody writes in, uh, are firebush plants or berries toxic to dogs? Hmm. And, uh, I for, far as uh, and then this is a, a zip code from three, four, seven, seven, one. I don't know where that is. We can find out. Three, four, seven, seven, one. And far as uh, starts, it says uh, Tom the plant commonly called firebush, Florida, is that Florida? Okay, yeah. they got firebush in Florida. Is not toxic to dogs. See the article that uh, under Greg Grant's uh, Arcadia pages, uh, Plant of the Month, Firebush, and list the and the list of those plants that are toxic to dogs and uh far, uh far gives them a uh a a, lo- a a website that uh talks car- talks about animal poison control dogs plant lists you know the the birds
5: really like those those firebush berries they, really yeah they don't uh, we don't see them long cuz the berries are on and then they're yeah they're little berries and they're gone the birds mm-hmm. get
3: them but uh yeah it's uh it's a great plant for wildlife. Yeah, and uh, it died down to the ground every year, and you cut it off at the ground or stomp it off at the ground or, or or run over drivers, it with yeah, a car, pickup truck over it like Jerry did, <laughs> and uh, then it comes back from uh, from the ground. We did ours at the greenhouse uh, this year, cut yeah. them back.
5: Yeah, and I think you might. This this is in this week's article I write about firebush, and my favorite place to use it is in a container, you no, know, at least a seven-gallon or a ten-gallon container. And uh, the neat thing of there is, it's a so so compact and disciplined grower. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh,
3: and, and really has a lot of bloom for yeah. hummingbird. And those
5: hummingbirds in the fall just are, yeah. they fight they fight over it. That's you know it's just. If you love that uh, compact, those uh, battles that they have, dog fights—that uh, that's the plant to bring them in. Uh, and the it's a so different because it's Jerry and I talk about it being drought tolerant out there in the yeah in the uh, yard and the shrub border, but in that little container, it's not. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> give it as much water as you give your hibiscus. Yeah. Yeah, the root system is not as efficient in a, a, lot, in
3: that of, a lot of lot of drought-tolerant plants are not uh, built, uh, built for containers. Not, yeah, not uh, drought-tolerant in a container. Yeah.
2: All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero. Take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. If you're looking for someone to help you get rid of those water bugs, those roaches, those uh, scorpions, the fleas. If you want somebody... Rats. Rats, exactly. Uh, Someone that's mosquitoes. uh, Someone who knows what they're doing, who's been doing this for over 40 years. Uh uh Who other... Uh, non-pro- another nonprofit, other <laughs> uh, pest control companies go to uh, when they have questions. That's Spider Man Pest Control. So if you're uh, frustrated with doing it yourself and you haven't had the success, uh, call the professionals in Spider Man Termite and Pest Control and they'll help you out. 210 656 3721. 210 656 3721, or just go find out all their services at GoSpiderManPest.com Go with the one that's been doing this since 1976 your web of protection since 1976 at Spider-Man, Warren Remy, Termite and Pest Control. Back in a moment, 210-308-8867 is our number, and we'll come back in a moment with more of Millberger's Gardening South Texas. How can we help you today? Tell us, and we'll talk about it in just a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milburger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy e Road, and I gotta tell you, this weekend you'll find some incredible deals for your garden at Milburger's. We're gonna start off with a popular one from a couple weeks ago, and it's Back super special Jobs Trees and Shrub Fertilizer Steaks. Nine steaks regularly ten ninety nine, now just a dollar eighty eight while supplies last. This was so popular they went out and found some more of these great, great items for you, our gardeners in South Texas. Millburgers also has Sago Palms on sale, foxtail ferns in the one gallon container, now just five eighty eight or two for ten dollars. Millburgers has oleander for sale, variegated flax lilies are for sale. Crepe Myrtles, Gold Star Esperanza, they look beautiful around town, and they're on sale at Millburgers. Texas Lilac Vitex on sale. And all kinds of great savings for you on the favorites that you know do well in South Texas because you find them at Milburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road.
6: I dreamed a dream one day, and now that dream is here beside me.
3: Long the skies were overcast, but now the clouds have
2: passed. You're here hey, at back to South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. And we're going to go right back to those phone lines now because Marty is on the line. Hey, Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How can we help you today?
8: Yes, thank you for taking my call. And uh, secondly, I, I enjoy the mu- the music selection.
2: Oh, thank you. There you go, Al. Good choice.
8: Yes, I have a question for, for the docs. Uh, I know what the Easter lily is. Uh, it's white, but I've also seen a, a smaller lily. It's uh, red, and it normally has like a white center, and it blooms around uh, Easter time. And I'll, I was wondering does that uh, lily have a particular name, or is it just classified as a lily?
5: So, you're not thinking of Amaryllis. Yeah, that's what he's thinking of.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's an amaryllis, and it's, it's the first the one the one that's uh, have you seen this around hu- old houses and, yes, uh, and uh, large uh, partic- clumps?
8: Yes, uh, particularly around Southtown. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, got a, they got tons of them down there.
3: Yeah, that's uh, an amaryllis, uh, and it's uh, it's the first hybrid amaryllis ever ever made. And I, I'm trying to think of the name. Amaryllis benjamina, Benja, benjamina, I think is the name. But uh, I, I, I forget the common name. I can't think of it either. Uh, you, and it used to be have? even
5: more. It used to be even more widespread. But as those deer populations spread, like in my neighborhood, they'll eat them. Yeah, outside the fen- You know, they're outside the fences. You don't see anymore. Yeah. Huh. You don't see them anymore.
3: But uh, the, ba- the best way to get some of those is to uh, talk to the people that have large clumps of them, right? And uh, well, see if you can dig a couple of bulbs out. Because they show yeah. up at the garden clubs and yeah, uh, uh, plant sales quite often.
8: Do they? Would they have those bulbs available at, at Millburgers?
3: No, no, no that, really that's no. an old-fashioned bulb and. Uh, They've got. I, I've never seen them for sale except at the bulb sales and things like that.
5: Well, there's okay. amaryllis, amaryllis are for sale, but they're they're generally uh, not the ones we would expect to come back every year.
8: Is yeah, because okay. yeah, I think these particular ones in Southtown, like I said, they were by bulb. But they, I mean, the the freeze would come, and I mean, it wouldn't hurt them. And then ne- next year, boom, it comes back back up again
1: yeah you
3: know. they they are they are they have big bulbs right that can can be easily dug and separated and, and maybe there's somebody
5: uh in the listening audience who's got uh, a lot of folks have taken interest in those and ha- are familiar with the history and they give us a little more information' good yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
8: They're, yeah. they're they're they are beautiful i mean especially when they're in full bloom oh and, yeah uh, I mean they, they they're spectacular. I, I put them uh, up against a regular Easter lily anytime. Even though they're small, oh, yeah. but they 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 redness and 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 uh I mean they they just pop out and and take, catch your eye and they're just wonderful. Yeah,
3: okay, you, see them, you, see, you see them. You you see them coming up around old homestead. Maybe the house is gone. Right. Uh, well like but like I,
8: like I Johnson, said, I said,
3: that house is... Amaryllis Johnson and I. Johnson I. Johnson, yeah. that's the name. Okay.
8: Like amaryllis,
3: yeah, amaryllis None. Johnson, that like, jo- like a good Norwegian uh, name. ladybird Johnson. Uh, oh, Johnson! A- a- yeah, J O H N
1: S I I. Yeah,
8: S I I. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, w- yeah I, wish I wish I could get, I get a hold of those because I uh, I live up here close to con- well in Converse, and I wanted to try to uh, get those and plant those here in in, uh, in my uh, flower bed. Because they're, they're yeah. just I have some I have some begonias, and I would like to plant those right there, you know, close to them. And yeah, so. just
5: just uh, get, try and get the word out. Tell your gardening friends and uh, okay. our extension service office, oh, a master idea. gardeners, and just let them know you're interested. Because they'll uh, the 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 ones man and the phones uh, come in contact with yeah. Folks okay, would, that would that spot? be
8: the would that be the Bear County or yeah. just Master? Bar- no,
3: Bear, Bear County Master Guard. Uh, Bear County Bear. Extension Office.
8: Bear County Extension, sir. Okay,
3: I'll do uh, that. Now let, let's say, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, also, are you on the internet? Do you get on the internet?
8: D- yes, yes, I do. Yes.
3: Okay, then go to a search engine. Okay. Search search for sources. Sources. Uh, another way where you can buy them. Right. Uh, so, sources of amaryllis, johnsonia and that that'd probably tell you where to order, mail order some. Okay. But the best now, way is is to find some you know in big clumps.
8: Yeah. Okay. How do how do I spell amaryllis?
3: A M
5: A R. Y L L I S.
8: Yeah. Okay. A M A R Y L L I S. Okay. I yeah, think I got, got it. A M A and it'll come up. Yeah, yeah but
2: I like Calvin's uh, suggestion too on the Master Gardeners. There's lots of people that are willing to share. Okay. Stuff, stuff.
8: Well, I'll I'll give it a try, and I appreciate your information and 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 giving me that. Um, Information. Hopefully, I can track them down because I'd like to, like I said, put them in my flower beds.
2: Sure, okay. it sounds nice. Remember, you,
3: you need to plant them early in the morning.
8: Okay, is there, is there
3: amaryllis per- by uh, morning. No, this is a there, joke. now. <laughs> yeah, amaryllis by morning. They'll come right. up okay. in San
1: Antonio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is
8: there? Uh, <laughs> hey, George. Is there a particular time when I? <laughs> is there a particular uh time of month when I would plant them?
3: I think I think you can get those any time of the year. Now, okay. if you if you dig them, like uh, in the summer or whatever, uh,
8: okay,
3: they'll probably die down. Uh, the tops will die down, and they probably won't flower the following year.
8: Okay, okay, all right.
3: You probably won't kill them though. But a lot of a lot of times, uh, summer is the best time to uh, transplant okay. those
8: bulbs. Okay, I'll do it. Okay,
3: thank you, Good guys. Luck. I appreciate Thanks, Marty. it. Okay. okay, thank
8: you, Take guys. care,
2: man. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to begin to take a break. 210 Begin to take a break? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, we gotta, we're going to take a break in just a second. 308 kind of again, Go. Just like, you can slowly <laughs> pace yourself, and we'll come back in a moment. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. There's a beautiful crepe myrtle right there. 210 308 Back in a moment on 930 a.m. The answer.
0: Milberger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery. On nine thirty a.m., the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas once again. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on nine thirty a.m. The answer.
2: And welcome back to Millburgers
0: Gardening, South Texas,
2: on 930 a.m. The Answer. Great time to give us a call, and let's talk gardening with you. What's happening in your gardening world? 210 308 67 210-308-8867. We're live here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Verde Road. We're,
5: wa- we're alive, but warm. <laughs> yes, we're a little warm.
2: Uh, we need to find out where our other fan went. <laughs> uh but uh yeah we'd love to talk with you and give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world and uh okay and did you during,
3: during the break uh Milton looked up uh on Greg Grant's uh, Arcadia that's the that's the town he owns uh archives, and he found the uh Johnsoni. Uh, Johnson I and he got the common name. What's the common name,
2: Milton? Saint Joseph's lily.
3: Saint Joseph's lily. I knew it had a common name.
5: Yeah, I don't remember the common name. <laughs> yeah, Johnson and I. Yeah,
3: and he uh, got some pretty pictures on there.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous, Marty.
3: You're right. It's under, under, under on the on the plantanswers.com on the right side of the page under authors. And uh, click on to uh, Greg Grant's uh, Arca- yeah.
2: Arcadia Archives. It says Archives. It's Greg Grant, and it's two different things. I made the mistake of just clicking on Greg Grant. Yeah. you got to click on the line that says Articles.
3: Oh, but, yeah, Articles. But anyway, uh, that gives us some more information
2: on them. Yeah, Marty, you're going to like it. And, and yeah, if, you're, if it's, it's the same one you're thinking of, it is pretty. All right, 210-308-8867.
3: Okay, we got another question in about Mexican lime trees. I have a Mexican lime tree that has been potted for four years. For the first time this spring, the tree flowered. Most of the fruit dropped off the tree, but two limes survived. You got two limes on the tree. How do you know when the limes are ready to pick? It's Calvin. Yeah. Well,
5: <laughs> when you got two, <laughs> you want to wait till they get uh, some Clower. size. But oh. if you, you know, normally you you pick the limes when they're bigger than a nickel. When you need them, because usually you got a lot of them and you can yeah you can pick them and use them. But uh, I, uh, oh, golf ball size okay oh, golf ball size is always good but you know I was thinking uh, I gave my uh, my limes were looking kind of a little bit off color and I gave them a little more uh, uh, Osmocote and then I gave, I gave them a couple of doses of the uh, soluble fer- fertilizer and I don't know if the timing was right or what but that really perked them greened up. Greened them up. Yeah, greened them up, perked them up, and the boom started. Uh,
3: yeah, you mentioned that in uh, in this week in the garden. You said if your citrus foliage is off color, apply a dose of soluble fertilizer, such as miracle Grow or Myr Acid, dissolved in the irrigation water every two weeks until the color improves. Follow label instructions for the dilution rate. You know, most of the time, it's a tablespoon in a gallon of water. Yeah, and then one of the neat
5: things is you do. Yeah, you hardly can't you can't get get it wrong really. But uh, yeah, uh, the and lemons, anything, any of those plants that you're in containers, you've got a real potential. Right, they'll use up those micronutrients and nitrogen, uh, the iron. Uh, so it uh, really is a good idea, Jerry. What's your What's your recommendation on timing in terms of the fertilization well, for we, we usually, citrus?
3: Well, yeah, we usually fertilize, especially with the Osmocote or the slow-release fertilizer, uh, in the in February, March, in San Antonio, and there, or right 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 uh, before they leaf uh, uh, put out the new shoots and bloom. Uh, now the uh, as far as the solubles uh, contain, I think people ought to use soluble fertilizer every uh, once a week instead of once every two weeks. but uh, to keep them green, that is that is the main problem that people have when they buy citrus. A lot, and pe- a lot of people bought buy citrus at this time of the year. I'm looking at our citrus log deal, and uh used to be lots of citrus over there, but people been steady taking them out every weekend. But uh, they put them in larger containers, especially limes, so they can move them in uh, and lemon to a certain degree, and put them in a large large container, whiskey barrel-sized container, and... Uh, Filler full of potting mix, and then they don't fertilize. They they're so green, the trees are so green. Well, the trees got that green I, because what the, the grower uses
1: a lots of a, lots
3: of osmocote fertilizer, osmocote plus copious amounts, and uh, and also uh, uses water soluble fertilizer weekly. And I don't and. Uh You you generally there's no
5: the recommendation is not to fertilize the the solid fertilizer again after that February or March, but the the uh, the the soluble fertilizer though doesn't seem to to kick them into any kind of vegetative no or you know reduce the amount of
3: fruit because it's a
5: real dilute uh, yeah. A stimulant, thing. and
3: when you're when you're dealing with the lemons and uh, limes, you probably got them in containers that you're willing to move in, anyway. And they and they bloom so much. Yeah. Those stupid things bloom and they can, all
5: year long. That's right. And if you got the nutrients, yeah, they will, they
3: will uh, produce the fruit. Too. Pro- produce the fruit. Uh, f- forest answers. Uh, Becky, uh, see the information on uh, Aggie Horticulture Citrus-Lime, uh, which was written by uh, uh, Dr. Julian Sauls, who uh, I think is retired now, uh, which includes about Mexican lime achieves maximum flavor and juiciness when the rind becomes yellow. While the Tahiti, whatever that is, lime fruit, are best just before they become completely yellow. Because limes begin to drop after the rind rind becomes yellow, the juice can be extracted for freezing in ice cube trays. After freezing, the cubes can be stored frozen for later use. Julian wrote that. He was our uh, citrus expert in the, in the valley for many years. Uh, we got a wait a minute. <laughs> I came I came across our our crepe myrtles leaves as far as they did. Uh, let's see. Now we got uh, a lady that uh, just loves to loves to ride us. Uh, let's see, what is she, how did she start this? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm writing about the Hoffman family in the Lowell, uh Somerset, Poteet area. Y'all heard me, uh, to talk uh, talk about uh, the Hoffman family for years. They're big, big growers of fruit and vegetables and, and, um, uh, Kenneth Hoffman was uh, won more first place ribbons in the South Texas Vegetable Day Show than any other person. Hmm. Uh, they were thinking that the Verstratens were the number one winners, but uh, they looked back in the records and it was uh, Kenneth Hoffman. Uh, anyway, she's this this lady is uh, writing a newsletter called called Crossings sponsored by the Somerset Historical Society and written by me and offered at no charge to about 30 era, 300 area readers. Uh, and I, the more I see the story, the more I'm thinking to put it on my blog. But anyway, they say, Frank and Effie Hoffman began farming in the... Uh, Pearson, then Lytle area in 1919 and continued in the 20, 1920s with land near where Somerset Road and Loop 1604 are today. The vegetables, fruits, and flowers grown were sold from his stand at the San Antonio Produce Terminal Market and to HEB, who used Hoffman strawberries for their ice cream for years. Uh, the family history uh, of his, uh, his, history of his son, Glenn Hoffman, sent to me. Glenn listed the, uh, plant varieties that Frank Hoffman, uh, developed. Because of this work, Glenn said his dad was informally called a modern day Luther Burbank. Hmm. And they, they list a, the, uh, the Glenn listed uh, the Hoffman Pecan, October Pride Pear, Palace uh, Palace Beauty Peach, Ehi- Elijah Smith Alberta Peach, Hoffman Dewberry, now, uh, and uh, Hoffman Fig, and Red Columbia Rose. Now, uh, we looked uh, to try to find some of these available, still available, but uh, could not find any of the variety. Dr. Larry Stein, uh, who's our fruit, fruit and nut species, uh, looked and uh, could not find any of these. The last time I heard of Hoffman Dewberry, uh, Glenn Hoffman was growing some plants and selling the fruit. Uh, that's been... 15 years ago. So I don't know if there's any Hoffman newberries left. But uh, she's she's looking she's looking uh, for uh, for more information on the uh, Hoffmans, uh, the Hoffman family growing fruits.
5: And so what's different. their situation right now? Or is anybody anybody uh,
3: gardening or? You mean in the
1: Hoffman, Hoffman family?
3: Yeah. It says, uh, son Glenn is still kicking and has passed his history on to me. Kenneth's daughter, the one I'm always talking about, Ruth Ann Schultz and family are still raising fruit and vegetables in the Poteet area. Uh-huh. She and Glenn have sent dozens of old photos of their operations. Attached or two from Ruth Ann of her dad, Kenneth Hoffman with samples of produce he and his family sent to San Antonio markets from 19, from the 1970s. If you look up the information on plantanswers.com under uh, citrus, uh, citrus uh, backyard citrus, uh, things like that, you'll see a picture of Kenneth Hoffman uh, standing by his beloved uh, satsuma trees. Uh, near Poteet. And uh, Kenneth passed away uh, last year, I guess it was. But uh, And and Kenneth is the one that had all those acres of uh, uh, peaches that we like. Uh, The one that that you you said produced for you this year. Uh, Florida King? Florida King. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first time I'd ever heard of Florida King. But anyway, uh, if, if they, I would like to see a copy of that uh, history, but I'll uh, well, keep an eye out for it. And uh, if we get some, we'll yeah.
2: you know, pass it along. Cool. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. outside of San Antonio, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. I know we have a lot of folks listening to the show, uh, either the podcast or the streaming uh, from outside of San Antonio. So give us a call and just uh, give us a shout-out and say hello at 866-308-8867. 91
3: degrees still. (laughs) Quit telling us that. It's not helping. You're making us hot. (laughs) Uh, We got a question in from Jenny. Jenny asked, sent us about three questions in a row.
2: she's very inquisitive.
3: She said, uh, the first question was, my Meyer lemon and Mexican lime trees, about one year old since planting, are losing their flowers early. I don't know what she means by early. Could this be a nutrient deficiency? Do you know what the, know the cause? And could you give me an organic remedy? Also, I noticed the, uh, black dry drying spots splotches near the edges of my lemon trees leaves. okay that's that sounded like a drought like it like yeah, uh, water, that kept no, up with that water. dry out too much. My guess is that it's either a fungus or a mold. Do you have an organic solution? <laughs> water? Could you could this be cause of the early flower loss? Let's see what Forrest wrote about. <laughs> uh, Jenny, the <laughs> cause of early flower loss could be the plant's age. Perhaps next year they would be they will be fine. The edge necrosis was probably caused by moisture deficiency. Okay? So you would think that that would make Jenny happy, but no. On June 2nd, we get the second Jenny letter. My roses almost look like they are rotting or having some sort of plague. The tips of the leaves seem to be seem to dry and a bit burnt. I have sprayed with Captain Jack's dead bug brew. I don't know about that. You got any Captain Jack's dead bud bug boo?
4: Yes. Uh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> would you like to know what it is? No.
3: Okay. Uh, yes, I would. Spinosad. It's sad. Yeah. All right. So she sprayed with Cinnabad. I saw a beetle in the buds once or twice. That's a that's a different thing. I also sprayed them with uh, serenade disease control. You know what that is? Serenade? Cinar-
4: you know what that is? Neem, Neem oil. No. What? That's that beneficial fungus that grows on cornmeal that they say eats oh, other fungus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got that too. She, she
3: <laughs> I've been not, water- not with that label, though. It's just- <laughs> I have been watering them regularly too. Please advise. Jenny. Of course, Usually, for us, back in the old days, he'd have spoken to her. Jenny, I have—I think that your roses have a se- severe infestation of thrips. These are tiny insects that get into the buds of roses and prevents them from opening. If you look into these buds, cut them open, uh, you will see them. I have no idea what. <laughs> What Jack's dead bug brew is. Now we know. <laughs> but evidently it does not work. You need to spray them with an insecticide such as orphine.
2: All right, we got a question from the crowd here. Sir, did you mind coming on the air with us? I'd be glad to. All right, what you got going?
9: All right. Well, I've got a rosebush that I'd put some uh, rosebush food for it, but it's come up all striated like this. So I don't know if it's. Uh
3: are those the old leaves or, are um, the new leaves showing up? Well, those new system? leaves.
9: Yeah, because in my green stalks, you yeah, know, they're they're showing up like this.
3: Let's see. Well, it's it's not typical iron chlorosis. It could be uh, some type of uh, minor element deficiency, magnesium.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, if the if the Yellowing is on new growth that that's nitrogen deficiency.:
9: It is, all right
3: lack of nitrogen.
9: How would I address that?
3: How have you fertilized them?
9: Uh, about three or four weeks ago, I'd gotten a bag of rose food, presumably'd be really good for it, and I put it on, and then it started doing this. It's kind of weird.
5: Oh, how, did, how did you apply it?
9: Uh, it's in a container. Well, no, this is on the ground, so I sprinkled it around. Around the And they kind of worked it into the side mulch.
3: side dress and everything. Huh? Huh. Yeah. And it had rose food on it. Was the name of the fertilizer?
9: Yes, I forget the exact brand, but.
3: Okay. And then and,
5: then, and this then this is appeared that quickly, and that distinctly.
9: mm mm-hmm. Right. It was a matter of you know. Uh, and, and and when it, less. the bottom
3: leaves are okay because they were formed before you put on that fertilizer, right? That's
9: probably true. Yeah, because there's some of them that are nice, healthy-looking green, but on you know, the, you know the stalks that are nice and green, but you know putting out new leaves and occasionally some roses, it's got that you know where it's just along the veins it's still green and on the edges it's turned yellow. You got any other plants? Any in other, that area. I do have some other plants but they're not doing anything like this.
5: Uh-huh. And did you put, did you apply that roast food to them too? No, I
3: didn't. I I think that's a minor element deficiency, like manganese. Yeah. Um. Uh, but the roses are growing, the bushes are growing, putting out new growth and everything. Not a
9: whole lot right now. You know, I am getting this. I'm just concerned that, you know, the plant's going to die or whatever.
3: No. Uh, What have we got that's got minor elements like magnesium and... Palm food. Palm food?
4: Palm food's going to have the most minor elements in it. Okay. it probably has magnesium by itself.
3: Palm food, does it have nitrogen in
4: it?
9: Okay palm food, so go over, to over. Yeah. Give me a minute
5: off the plate. All right. P- oh, yeah. P- even yeah. uh, even Osmocore Plus. I
4: didn't have that
3: You got any? That's too slow. Yeah, well,
4: I not have, yeah. I have
3: either, but... yeah. All right, well, I th- I would try that uh, palm food. All right, good. And sprinkle it around the plants that okay. are showing that.
9: Then I have one All last right. question, sort of uh, a challenge. I've got a lot of tree cover. Um, in live books and so it's here around, and I'm trying to find any uh, border plants and such that actually still put out any flowers with pretty much continuous, you know, shade to partial shade. There's not a lot of direct sunlight anywhere. Anything yeah. is going to do. You that?
3: Are, you want to put uh just uh plants in there that uh, cover the ground?
9: What's a border? How tall? Uh, six inches, less than a
4: foot.
3: Oh, you know, this uh, is Could like that a be Ruelia or lorapi? <laughs> Yeah, but Monkey grass? Six, not gonna
4: stay six inches. Uh, <laughs> not a little foot. I just don't want to trim those things. Mexican no. petunia probably be your best one, but it's still gonna spread. But it's gonna be twelve to eighteen inches that's, high. Yeah. Okay. All right. A petunia. Well, you guys keep Next
1: talking. One? Yeah, there you go. That one. I'm yeah. yeah. oh, good. All oh, right. Good. Thanks. All right. There you yeah, go. That that, that no, one no, will get
2: uh, maybe a foot tall. It's all it's right. While well, while he's talking, a a to that. All
1: right.
2: Go talk to David on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308. And, Trace, come on back when you get through. 210-308-8867. Uh-oh, David, we lost you, so let's take a break and give <laughs> us a call back, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milburger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and I gotta tell you, this weekend you'll find some incredible deals for your garden at Milburger's. We're gonna start off with a popular one from a couple weeks ago, and it's back. Super special Job's Trees and Shrub Fertilizer Steaks. Nine steaks, regularly $10.99. Now just $1.88 while supplies last. This was so popular, they went out and found some more of these great, great items for you, our gardeners in South Texas. Millburgers also has Sago Palms on sale. Foxtail Ferns in the one gallon container. Now just five eighty eight or two for $10. Millburgers has Oleander for sale. Variegated Flax Lilies for sale crepe myrtles gold star esperanza they look beautiful around town and they're on sale at millburgers texas lilac vitex on sale and all kinds of great savings for you on the favorites that you know do well in south texas because you find them at Milburgers landscape nursery 1604 on bull verde road
1: So sweet, that I repeat means I adore you. I'm old,
6: I'm old,
2: I'm old. Would you do Welcome this back to Millburgers Gardening South I Texas on 930 a.m. the you. answer. 210-308-8867. James is on the line. Hey James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. What's going on today?
7: Hey, thank you for taking my call again. Um, can you all hear me?
2: Yeah, we can hear you just fine. What's going on?
7: Okay, I'm, I'm out in the sticks, and I pulled over here under this big oak tree on a county road. Hey, listen, I was glad to hear about Kenneth Hoffman, because I knew him, uh, not as a, well, I guess as a friend. And I remember I was in his area, because I live in the area, about, two, about three years ago, and just stopped in, because he used to sell me every September... Uh, just as a courtesy, about 50 bare-root strawberry plants. And uh, I remember he used yeah. to charge me. He used to charge me. I always got 50 from him and 10 cents apiece. And I thought that was fair, and I was glad he did it. But when I stopped in about three years ago, I guess it was, knocked on the door, and I guess he had a caretaker, and she went and talked to him, and they invited me in, and we had a long conversation. But he told me a lot of what you were discussing. I didn't realize he farmed in the Lytle area. I knew of his Boteet, um interests and whatnot. But, yeah, he shared a lot with me, and he was a great guy. I, I, I missed him already, and I appreciated what he did for me on sourcing some good, fresh strawberry plants. And I uh, he, he tutored me on strawberries, and I, I've grown a mess of strawberries out here in the sand, thanks to him.
3: Yeah. He, uh, yeah. he also was one of the biggest uh, pepper growers, hot pepper growers. Uh, yeah when the yeah. Uh, when the Tam Mile jalapeno came out and we were uh-huh. working with that, uh we were looking for pepper growers to to try it and w- when we got to looking around, we found out the the guy that that Kenneth Hoffman controls uh ninety percent of all the hot peppers grown in the area.
7: Is that right? I
3: had no idea. I just he he didn't. He He grew some himself, but he Uh, also had other people growing them for him.
7: Yeah. Well, I found interesting from your remarks earlier was on his dewberry because on our place closer to Lacoste that we still have, we still got some wild dewberries growing on the banks of those stock tanks, and Uh, I did not know there was an improved variety of any sort of dewberries. uh, I really like them. Uh, they make great cobbler and, and whatnot. So is there is there still an improved? I never see them on the market, dewberries I just yeah, see uh, the
3: blackberries. You can, uh, well, most people don't like them because they run on the ground and uh, they're hard to pick and get yeah, snakes ra-
7: in ra- Rattlesnakes can be an issue. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Uh, and they're thorny.
3: Uh, only uh, Dewberry I know of that you can buy. Uh-huh. uh a hybrid is uh, uh from wamock nursery in deLeon texas
7: right yeah i, I get they've, been, news selling
3: do, they've yeah. been selling a do they've been selling a dew for for years and years
7: is that right? right i'll have to i have to look at and order some
1: yeah all right,
7: well, I, I, all right hey but who's the lady in Somerset or where'd you get the information and where can i read that that you were talking oh. about earlier
3: yeah.
2: Um, are you gonna post that on plant answers or no <laughs> where
7: see. can I, where can I find that on the internet
2: okay
3: let, it's me, let me go through my notes here oh here we go
2: okay uh, her name is uh well now I don't know if she wants her name to be given out over the air Jerry she may have emailed you privately but I don't know I'm just saying. Well, I anyway, said she said she was a, with the <laughs> Historical
7: Society or something or other. Yeah. Oh,
2: Okay. Well, then
3: she's uh, let's see. She said something about uh, she has a blog.
2: Oh, good. Okay. Oh. Well, then. That's okay. www
3: dot Somerset,
7: Somerset Okay.
3: With, with two uh, two T's stories Well, there we go www.summersetstories.com.
7: Well, that's interesting right there because the town of Somerset's only got one T in it. It's one <laughs> M and one T. So okay, well, with two T's
3: in. Where uh, she? Where she? Where she? Uh, Road sent me that it's got two T's in.
7: Okay, I'll look it up. Hey, I do appreciate it. Thank
2: you. Uh, thanks, no, thanks. Her name is Peggy.
7: Peggy. All right. Thank you.
2: Thanks, James. Bye. You take care. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. David, give us a call back right now while we've got a chance, and we'll get you on and talk about those tomatoes, uh, what's going on with your tomatoes. We, we lost David, so oh. I was encouraging him yeah. to call back.
3: <laughs> Let's see. I got another. Uh-oh. What'd you get? <laughs> No, I won't bring that up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got a another uh, text messages a text message from uh, uh, Drip Steve, Drip Steve, and he sent the Uh-oh. the name of a product uh, that he thinks is working on spider mites. Oh. So I'll have to investigate that further. He also sent me a good picture of uh, this year's rodeo tomato plant, and then of course he sent me that obscene picture of uh, the
2: red snapper. I the know. Red
3: snapper on top of uh, a champagne grass. Throw it in your face. <laughs> um, uh, we,
5: uh, we, uh, yeah, it, yeah it, we're okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, if you're uh, your tomatoes should be producing right now. Um I think the, even the lar- the largest varieties, tycoons are doing pretty well. I'm having a lot of trouble with the birds. I don't, I'm hoping that the rest of the gardeners don't. But uh, uh, you can, I guess you can get a, a fi- uh, fabric and put put it over there. Or uh, I, t- I tried the early picking, and uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're getting ahead of me.
3: Oh, the birds are.
5: Yeah. Mockingbirds, even cardinals, uh, English sparrows are even taking part. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of action in the tomatoes. I reduced the number of plants this year because I always had a surplus. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I wish I <laughs> had more. you'd had them all, yeah, huh? more. You I would have were... had more to share, I yeah, guess.
3: Yeah, you didn't plant enough of the birds. The birds yeah,
5: or... <laughs> I didn't confer with them before I uh, changed my... Planting habits.
3: When they peck them, are they red or turning red? They
5: they got a barely uh, m- any color, and in they're in their pecking at them. They're pecking at them. Yeah. Mockingbirds are the most uh, aggressive. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I take that back. The woodpeckers are uh, yeah, well that's true too. Pretty aggressive,
2: too. Hey, we got Bert on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Bert. Welcome to Millburgers hey. Gardening South Texas. How you doing today?
6: All right, y'all.
2: Good, good. A little hot. But we're okay.
6: We're going to yeah, make it, Bert. I'm going inside stuff. I wanted to ask you about how viable is it. Uh, I know spinach is a leafy vegetable, so it probably have to get planted at the cool weather vegetable down here. But on uh, beets, somebody told me they're growing beets here. I, think, I thought the soil was too compact and rocky and stuff for beets and or spinach.
4: Where,
5: where was Where is that? <laughs>
6: so San Antonio. It's a member. One of the clubs I'm on in the San Antonio Growers and stuff. It's on Facebook that I got in touch with these people, and we kind of just help each other out whether we're they're uh, growing in garden or containers, things like that. So,
1: what was the rose leaf all about?
5: Um, but the well, you know, the gar- A lot of gardeners grow beets and spinach here. Yeah. Yeah, I,
3: be, beets are one of my favorites. They do better in uh, plant them in late fall and uh, tear them through the winter. Yeah, and we're do, you
5: know on raised, raised beds. Would that be the so, same with
6: yeah. when I plant spinach in the um, springtime? Because I know usually leafy vegetables, but the heat tears them up pretty good.
3: Yeah, uh, they generally are not planted a lot in the springtime. But uh, when people have started eating the leaves of the beets rather yeah. than the uh, the commercial yeah. the commercial farmers used to grow uh, uh, sugar beets in this area for, for the sugar during I think that during World War II. Right, but, I don't
6: remember. Uh, These the the greens are good on them. I've been
3: eating them for years ever since I was a
5: child. Right. Yeah, they're my they're my favorite green. They're not. Nearly as productive in terms of greens as, uh, as a lot of the other yeah
3: Swiss jars yeah
5: like that, but uh, yeah they're they're tasty and nutritious, and then and you get the added dividend that you can harvest some greens and still get uh, the the beets too the roots.
2: Yeah. you can't right. beat them, Milton. That's what you've said. That's what... so. Well, no.
5: So maybe you know in terms of a commercial crop that may be true that. But in terms of uh, backyard gardeners, uh, it's just, it's relatively easy to grow. Oh, yeah. All
6: right, well, I'll check it out because I was thinking for the beach to just get me some backfill and build um, me a couple of raised beds, uh, you know, places for some root plants. See how that does. So the soil wouldn't be as packed as it is around here. All right, well, thank okay. you. Thanks for calling.
3: Thanks. All right, good well, luck. Thanks, Bert. You take care. You know, there, we've got several people here in town on the radio that are promoting uh, beet juice.
2: Yeah. Have you heard that, milk uh, I know that uh, there's there's beet juice and beet products and yeah. beet supplements. And they yeah. swear by it. Yeah. Because they're paid to swear by it. But, but, they, but, uh, but it doesn't take much to read good stuff about beets. Yeah, right. All right, let's take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer.
1: It's the
5: crossroads of entertainment and inspiration. And in all new time, join me
2: for the Sunny Melendrez Show, Saturday nights at 8, right here on 930
7: AM, The Answer.
2: Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I gotta tell you, this weekend you'll find some incredible deals for your garden at Millburgers. We're gonna start off with a popular one from a couple weeks ago, and it's back. Super special Jobs Trees and Shrub Fertilizer Steaks. Nine stakes, regularly $10.99, now just $1.88 while supplies last. This was so popular they went out and found some more of these great, great items for you, our gardeners in South Texas. Millburgers also has Sago Palms on sale. Foxtail Ferns in the one-gallon container, now just $5.88 or 2 for $10. Millburgers has Oleander for sale. Variegated Flax Lilies are for sale. Crepe Myrtles, Gold Star Esperanza, they look beautiful around town, and they're on sale at Millburgers. Texas Lilac Vitex on sale. And all kinds of great savings for you on the favorites that you know do well in South Texas because you find them at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and. Bull, Road.
3: Saturday night is the loneliest night in the week, cause that's the night that my sweetie and I used to dance cheek to cheek.
2: I don't mind And welcome night. back to Millburgers Gardening, Gardening South Texas garden. on 9 30 a.m. the answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866 308 Eighty-eight sixty-seven. is as Al was featuring songs from 1944. All right, no callers on the line, uh, but uh, what else we got going on? But uh, we can get you right on (laughs) if you call us, 210-308-8867. Again, Jenny
3: wrote one more question. She thanked the forest for his answer. said, I checked and I did see a few tiny insects around the rosebud. Now, uh threats usually you know are hidden in the in the bud itself, so uh I don't know what she's saying, unless it's white flies,, no. but uh would they cause such browning and drying of leaves or are my roses also plagued by something else? I see a lot of orthine products focused on ants. Is that the one you were referring to? Forrest writes back, Jenny? Mm hmm. Yes, orthine is also commonly used for killing ants. I suspect that your roses at some time got dry, causing the tip burn of the leaves. So that's our last correspondence.
2: When was that?
3: (laughs) But anyway, uh, Forrest took care of her. Yeah. We did good.
5: Well, let's give a, a, a short report on the Purple Martins. Uh, okay. I've got uh, reports from uh, folks that have uh, full Martin houses that the, the young have been produced. And, in fact, some some young have already fallen out of the uh, nest boxes. So um, that's that's kind of disappointing, but it happens every year. But uh, lots of lots of Martins out there, and uh, young uh, young produced. Let's see, what is it? June. So they, yeah, they should be about July ones, or even before. They oh could. wow! Yeah, they don't they stay long. It's, it's kind of amazing, you know, all that action. Yeah. And then suddenly they're all assembling and ready, getting ready for uh, going to South America. Because they don't always go pretty quickly, but they go to these assembly areas. And it's just a, a change, you know. You don't have um, martins anymore in your area, yeah, but you uh, still have sparrows. Yeah, you do. They forever. don't go
3: north south,
5: do for, they, they? They go for true. They go, well, they do. They go Oil. north south east west. <laughs> All different directions. <laughs> so
3: okay, that's good. Yeah,
5: uh, Doves are ne- of course nesting everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah, doves huh? and hummingbirds. You. Are surprised sometimes that they're if you've got if you've had feeders or if you got them hanging out at your bird bass, you probably got them nesting in uh, uh, small trees. Or uh, I've got one Inca dove that's nesting in my old dilapidated greenhouse, huh? right on the you know right on the edge. The and, doves, uh, yeah, Inca little Inca dove, yeah. So kind of you can watch. Sometimes you can watch the. Uh, uh, hummingbirds, too, go from your hummingbird feeder t- to their nests. So now,
3: have you actually seen a sparrow eating a tomato?
5: I've actually seen sparrows in the tomato garden, I mean, in the garden. Now, they could be eating insects off of the tomatoes, right. too. Bene- uh,
3: they're, they're beneficial, they're, the garden. Yeah.
5: They're not... They're not... <laughs> uh, they're not uh, listed as uh, great insect eaters, either. Yeah. So
3: he's just looking for a reason to ber- 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 talk ugly about sparrows.
2: I think you're the only person that speaks for the sparrows. I know it. And Thank cockroaches goodness. too. Yes, and cockroaches and silverfish. Want to mention
3: this? Uh, uh, this is a time for the second application of pre-emergent granule. Ooh, that's important. For uh, and to sow as dimension, Balin, and Haltz, H A L T S, to prevent germination uh, of crabgrass and grass birds. Now, who would want to prevent germination of <laughs> grass birds, Milton? Have we got any listeners that might be interested in doing that? Maybe folks in
2: Wilson County.
3: Yeah first application should have been in late February. Oh. If you did not make that application, there's no point in making this one. Is that right? Or, or do they germinate all the time? Well,
5: I think that's a debate. Yeah, the best thing, of course, is
3: to... February.
5: Well, I, I, I like March 1. March 1. Okay. And then I like to do it again in uh, mid mid June, that's what we do uh, down at Rockport, and that's pretty that's pretty effective. Uh, I I think uh, yeah I, I think if you had a small area, or uh, you you might you might, spanders uh, germinate over a long period of time. Right, and, and
3: some are deeper in the soil than others.
5: Yeah. Uh, so, the, of course, the rec- the recommended is uh, both to do it both times. That's the most effective.
3: Yeah. So. Suppose suppose I have grass birch sprouting, and I have uh, uh, I didn't apply the pre-emergent in uh, February or March or first of March, and uh, but I have a lot of grass birch sprouting. So would it be any help to use uh, something like Image? On the living grass burrs, and then I apply the pre-emergers. Now,
5: yeah, in some situations, I, I would consider that. The, in, the, the image, the image, yeah, the image is effective, and uh, there's other ways too. Plantanswers.com has a lot of options in terms of trying to deal with sand burrs that have germinated, but then we're trying to. Eliminate the the ones that would germinate later in the summer. They'll germinate uh, July and August, and uh, so that's the debate. I th- I think uh, I think in terms of the label instructions. I don't think the label says to ge- just do it in June.
3: Okay. I want to. Uh we're close, coming into the close of the program. Getting close. And I want to end it on a sad wor- sad note, unfortunately. But well, we started it on a sad note with David Rodriguez getting oh, married. That was the happy
2: note, remember? Oh, was that a happy note? Yeah. Okay.
3: Depends on how you look at it. <laughs>
2: Time will tell, Milton. Well, let's hope it's a happy note. Anyway, hey, good uh,
3: county and uh, across the state, uh passed away last week. I got the word last week that uh Curtis Hoffman. Holman. Hol- Holman. Holman. Holman passed away at the age of sixty seven from bone cancer. And uh Curtis uh worked with me and the garden volunteer group out at our greenhouse. Curtis loved to propagate uh propagate plants that was one of his favorite things to do and he also liked to prune back uh, the shrubs and and our plants out there which need co- uh, pr- pruning periodically and so Curtis had some good equipment that he would bring out there and uh, help us out with that uh, cutback of the, of the plant he uh, he he was a uh, uh, Started out as a master gardener, it's class two. Yeah, I had uh, I re- requested that Calvin look in some of his old master bar uh, gardener uh, d- uh, di- uh, directory, and uh, he found Curtis in class two, which is uh, pretty close to the Nin- first class, 1990, I think. Is yeah. that right? And. Uh, Curtis was always active in the plant, plant.
5: You know those uh, bu- uh, butterfly and hummingbird gardens we did as. Uh,
2: no, is that right?
5: Yeah, raffle items oh, for Mitchell Lake. Yeah, yeah. Curtis worked on those for
3: years and years
5: with okay. me.
2: Okay. And
3: yeah. uh, <laughs> he uh, uh, he he had a lot of people don't re- remember, but uh, Curtis was one of the first phone answerers at the, uh, Bexar County Extension Office. Uh, he, he would take the calls from the public and answer their questions. So he was a pretty versatile guy. And then when, uh, GVST came along, uh, he joined, joined that group, uh, as many, as many Master Gardeners have. But, uh... He was a good man, and 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 he's going to be very much mix, mixed, mixed, yeah. especially by our our group that uh, works in the research
2: greenhouses. And very generous, he would. Uh, yeah, he'd call in.
3: He, he listened to every program
2: oh my that gosh. we did,
3: <laughs> and uh, he uh, he would call in when we were trying to identify a plant. Yeah, uh, he would help. Or name a plant or something like that, because he was very versatile. He also worked at the uh, Botanical Garden. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He worked out there with, in the Botanical Garden uh, with uh, Greg Grant. When Greg Grant was here, in one, when Greg was working at the Botanical they were working together out there.
2: And Curtis had a great sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, he did. And
3: I was talking to his brother. He'd He'd have to be to work with Jerry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was talking to his brother named Guy from Houston. Uh I mean, from Austin. Okay. And uh, he was saying that he had a sense of humor up until the last day.
2: Oh, really?
3: So uh, he was in hospice at at his house for uh, about a month.
2: Yeah, I don't doubt
3: it. Mm-hmm. and uh his his he was let stand with his mother, and uh his mother's ninety one wow and uh, I would call her and get the updates on Curtis his condition. they found that when they found that bone cancer they gave him two weeks to live, and he lived four
2: yeah, strong man.
3: so anyway, we're gonna miss curtis uh i, I f- f- from what I understand. They're not going to have any services uh, or memorials or whatever for Curtin. They're they're thinking about establishing a garden up around Austin.
2: Oh, I think he'd like that.
3: And so uh, I asked him, was there anything I could do for him? And he said that... uh, Will you go weed my garden? No. He said, please come get all the pots... And plants in my backyard. Oh, and he he was lucky that he he maintained his health long enough to give away ninety percent of the plants. Oh,
2: that's cool.
3: Well, we're gonna go over
2: and get the pots. All right, that's great. Yeah, he, and I still have my Filipino violet thanks to Curtis. Yeah, he yelled at me about it. Nah. <laughs> why is it doing that now? You can't grow nothing right. <laughs> anyway, poor. Well, we'll miss Curtis? That was sad news. We've got to say goodbye for today, but we hope you'll join us next Saturday and Sunday. Thanks to Al, doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Wick. This is The Answer.